All right. Hello, everyone. We're recording. Welcome to the Joe Rogan uh, fan club. <laughs> Hope you all enjoy this podcast. Uh, of course, we start off each episode by playing our intro music brought to you by the legend. I hope to have you on the podcast soon, Dennis Nove. All right. So quick question for, for all of you. Just something I, I'm wondering, because we spoke a bit earlier, like a bit earlier in the evening about how how in Sweden, you know, they your your salary is public information in Sweden. If you're a Swedish citizen, you know, someone could look you up. If if you're curious, you know, hey, how much is my friend making? How much is, is, is my neighbor making? It's like they could they could just look it up. So I'm just curious, like maybe Matana has something to say to, about this, but I'm just curious. Maybe we could answer this in a second. Like, would you guys feel comfortable having your own, you know, maybe something like that in Canada, or or would you be comfortable having your your salary or income online available for the public to see? I don't know. It's it's an interesting uh, interesting concept. Imagine in like the dating world, like going on a date with someone and they already know how much money you make and you know how much money they make. And like, I don't know, I'd feel weird about that. But like, I, I, I come from a culture where it's kind of, you kind of open talk about your salary in Israel. Like most people will say, oh, I make this much X, Y, Z amount in, in, in a month or in a year. And like, it's, it's common like to talk about money openly. So like, I guess maybe from my, my point of view, like I wouldn't want everyone to know, but I'm not hiding how much I make, for example. I think at the extremes, I mean, like you're thinking about the top CEOs, you don't really want the lower level employees to know exactly how much they make because it could seem like the discrepancy in power is even bigger than it actually is. And going back to what you said, Matan, about um, going on dating, dating apps and whatever, like you find out their first name, last name, you can find out their salary. You can kind of filter based on potential mates based on who has a higher salary, right? Like maybe you don't want to date somebody who makes X amount of dollars or less, right? So. I think it's uh, it's not for everybody, and it's a different level of openness than what we're used to in North America. You got to keep that salary surprise for later. When it comes to the salary too, like in Sweden, you know they're they're taxed a lot, so most people in the getting paid like around the same amount, like after taxes. So maybe they're more open to it. Like obviously there is you know a difference, but you know it's a pretty like socialist country. But I think like you know if in Canada over here, I'd only want my salary to be shown. You know, if it was higher than everyone else's, like, you know, that would be the only case. <laughs> but if it's maybe lower than, uh, you know, that could be private. But, you know, um, we're hoping for the big bucks in the future. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a, a weird concept that I don't think that we should have, like, you know, open to the public. It should be something that you want to share only if you uh, really want to. I'm also not open to that concept because, like Matan said, with the dating, like, People will treat you differently, but not just dating, like anyone, your neighbors, as soon as they know how much you make, they'll start treating you differently or putting you over someone else. And it's just going to change the dynamic and like the whole social life. Like imagine you find out like, or like in a scenario, it's like, oh, your neighbor finds out your other neighbor makes like 100K more than him. He'll start sucking up to him. It's like, oh, how's it going, Bob? Like, how's the wife and kids? Like, can I invite you over? Like, oh, I actually got, like, uh, my car needs fixing. Like, you know, neighbor to neighbor, I'll mow your, help mow your lawn. Like, some shit like that. Like, I can see that happening if you find out, like, the exact salary of, like, someone you know who's close to you like that. And the reality is that, like, 
the the nature of human beings is that we're generally like very curious people. So you're going to want to know what your friends are making. You're going to want to know what your parents' friends are making. You're going to want to know like everything about them, right? And um, I think it could be, I think it's just a level of openness that we're not used to in North America. And perhaps for Sweden, it's just, they're, they're just totally used to it and they wouldn't think it's taboo or, or different at all, right? So I think it's just something to get used to if it were to be implemented here. Yeah, and we're also like a pretty competitive uh, society too, like pretty competitive culture here. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I. It's like, of course, everyone is open to, to sharing that information if they're doing well. But if they're not, it's like it could be quite humiliating, you know. So I would think for a lot of people that could be quite humiliating. And, and in our society, we're not like Sweden where we're a lot of people are, let's say, um, a middle, upper class, whatever. Here, there's quite a lot of big differences in the social classes. So, yeah, let's say, yo, even I just thought of this now. It's like imagine like you're a kid in school. Think about that. If you're in high school, elementary and people could look up everyone's parents, you know, salaries. That's kind of messed up. It's like people could get bullied because of that, you know? It's like, because maybe in the school that you went to or the school that any one of us went to, it's like you have major differences in salaries. And so that could cause like serious bullying. Yeah, like don't, go to, uh, don't go to private school, you know, if you're going to be, uh, you're going to be one of those bullied kids. I think also like Sweden with like the rest of Northern Europe, they're pretty blunt. They're pretty like upfront. It's like, yeah, this is what I make. Okay. It's like there's no real shame behind it. They'll say what's on their mind. And also just to preface the audience, we we're actually just out for um, some Chinese food. And we're just because the just mentioned that you could search up the salary for any random citizen in Sweden. And I happen to know one person in Sweden. So we were able to search it up. And I think it's a danger because having your salary public information for anybody in the world to see, I think it's a level of privacy that perhaps I'm not as comfortable with as maybe, maybe I mean, perhaps maybe other people are. But for me, I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Yeah, as you were saying before, yeah, you're like, you know, when you uh, have like more social classes, then definitely, you know, there's more of a difference. You don't want to be shared. But in Sweden, like, you know, after the taxed, like, you know, it's a more socialist country. So people have maybe more or less like similar salaries after tax. So that's why people are not like uh, maybe they're more open to sharing it. But over here, you know, like because there's such a large difference and there could be a large difference. You know, maybe people don't want to know that. And also, like we have to think that their culture too, like, you know, they're not really maybe as showy and different. Like they're not maybe as showy as maybe people in, like here and maybe like maybe the state. Right. So that's the difference too. After I was going to say, um, yeah, like the, the the life is like obviously like uh, everyone's more equal up there, kind of like salary wise. Um, more people can afford more things, higher standard of life. So maybe like salaries are similar, and everyone makes a lot of money compared to here. That's another thing too. I think like even if you're even if you're like kind of close to minimum wage, I feel like their minimum wage is like super high. That could you know that you could live a, a decent living over there off off minimum wage so maybe even then it's like it's not so embarrassing also i think you can only see the person's salary but what if they're good investors you know all of a sudden you see your friend driving a mercedes but you're like oh you're only making 30k yeah like some and drug like, money yeah you know like what if they're drug dealers like it's just like it just ruins a lot of things a lot of nice things about genuine relationships and whatever i think money is not meant to be everywhere i think there's a lot of pros and cons to having your salaries public information because let's say you're working with a colleague you're both kind of at the same level you have the same position both have the same relative experience and your coworker is making maybe more than you are or vice versa for example 
So for in that situation, if your coworker is making more than you, it would be worthy to note that you are making less. And perhaps that's a discussion that you need to have with your manager um, in terms of compensation. And I think that level of exposure and that openness is uh, is perhaps beneficial. But of course, it does come with the downfalls in that you are comparing yourself to others and you are kind of, if you are in that position where you are making less than your colleague, then it's not the favorable position and you might feel bad about yourself. Yeah, and I think that also like, I think maybe in, in maybe not as much in Canada, like this could definitely happen in Canada too. But like, I think if that information is public, I think there could be a serious rise in like people breaking into other people's homes, people like crime and stuff. It's like, what if you're someone who, who makes a really nice living and you live in like a modest neighborhood? It's like, or, or just people in general could like search by area code, search by address, whatever, and see the people's um, income, salary, whatever. And, and you know, they could they could be a target. That's like really dangerous for, for themselves, I think. There's definitely some negative things too, like that, like you were just saying, but also at the same time too, like let's say you are working at a company. You know how... Like there's um there's like the wage gap between like uh, men and women like you know they've there's some studies on it so you know let's say like you know you work at a company let's say like your girlfriend example and you want to see or maybe you don't feel like you're being paid fairly at least you know you could compare yourself and see like what maybe your your male colleagues are at the same exact time and you could you know at least be exposed to that whereas while some people you know let's say in the states of Canada don't really know how much they're getting paid um like you know compared to their colleagues let's say like male versus female. I think I think there's obviously some information that should be kept private or not 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 just private maybe just like amongst friends or like your your close friends know how much you make in your family but like your neighbors and your second cousins that you don't talk to for example they don't all need to know how much you make so yeah I think maybe some things should be kept a little bit more private you know when social media started becoming popular people were so eager to like share everything about their lives facebook and all that and nowadays, we're only like starting to realize, okay, we put out way too much information. We're comparing ourselves way too much, and like it depresses people. And that's just another aspect we're gonna throw into it. And it's like a very important aspect, money. So I feel like we should keep that private. There's just no point of adding more of our private life to the public. Yo, could, could you imagine if people in Dubai or, or Canada had that? They would be like taking screenshots of their, of their <laughs> salaries, putting it on their stories, be like, <laughs> I don't know, just like, yeah, it's just a like very, very flex culture, you know? It's, it's just the way it is. It's like, of like, call their, it good uh, or bad. Like their, their banking information stuff? Like, do you do that know, anyways? I don't know. Nah, I'm just joking around, but anyways, yeah. It reminds me though of Black Mirror, like that episode where you have... Um, you see people's like score on top of their head. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know, people rate to you, you know, if you're a nice person and that too kind of became a, uh, I forget the word I'm looking for, but some like um, maybe dark, not dark fantasy. I forget the word I'm looking for, but it became a reality where people were just giving each other higher ratings, you know, based on like popularity, not necessarily if you were like a good person or not. And I think that would happen if people knew each other's uh, salaries. There would be a lot of like sucking up here and there. It's like, yeah, you found out your boss makes a hundred thousand more than you. It's like you would suck up to him There'd so be much. There'd be a lot of brown nosers. There'd be a lot of brown nosers. You'd be like, oh, how are you, sir? Can I get you a coffee? Can I do this? Or how can I? How can I get? Can I help you, ma'am? Can I get you a miss? Can I get you a coffee? And then you're expecting a raise. Like as if people don't do that already. But if you find out the exact salary and how much more your employer makes than you, and it's like, it could also bring animosity to be like, oh, wait you're making this much money and everyone else is only making this much money, there'd be like revolts and stuff in the workplace. But I guess Sweden, again, is a very different society. It's it's a much different uh, culture and like 
sample population. I think that they're like south of 10 million people compared to like uh, here in Canada, we're like 40 million in the States. It's like upwards of 300 million. It's like very different society. And maybe they're able to have that kind of like openness because like 8 million people is not as much compared to 300, for example. You know, what's crazy is that it's common practice in Canada to not reveal a salary on like a job posting. So if you're looking for jobs in Montreal, for example, you're not going to see the starting salary for the position you're applying for until the actual offer, which I find crazy because in Sweden, it's the total opposite where like, you know what everyone's making, right? So it's just like, I think Canada should move a little bit more towards Sweden, but not all the way in that perhaps job posting should include the starting salary or, or a salary range based on experience, right? I think talking about money should be less of a taboo obviously especially with kids who are younger like you're a lot of people now are nowadays like our age like don't really have a concept of money that's why a lot of people don't are not as financially literate or are not as financially free as in other places like if you grow up as a kid and you ask your parents oh how much is our house worth just to know so you like not to brag to your friends or anything just to know the average what what something costs so you're not going to starbucks paying 20 bucks for coffee because you realize that's overpriced like i think financial i think pe- people should be taught about finances should be taught about how to handle money better as a as they grow up like from being a teenager into being an adult that will have more a lot more financially responsible people in our world and people not living paycheck to paycheck paycheck to paycheck like there's a stat or something i don't remember if, i don't know if it's true but it's like an average canadian is like 200 dollars away from bankruptcy meaning like a lot of these people are working paycheck to paycheck if they grew up with um the, the knowledge of how to handle their finances and if they were open about talking with uh, talking about money in front of like their parents or whoever was around in their life i, I think like it should be less of a taboo to talk about money with your kids to know to tell them what kind of financial situation you're in and like create uh financially responsible adults i really like that um um are you guys cool if i transition into uh into another topic let's do it yeah so you mentioned uh you mentioned colorado so um yeah you know colorado they actually have an interesting um they have an interesting law that Oh, no, you mentioned about the job postings, right? Yep. So, yeah, so what I was thinking is that in, in Colorado, they have, uh, there's a law where in the job posting or in the job description, I don't know if it, this is 100% fact, but I believe that you have to put the salary or the, the wages, whatever, in the in the job description or in the job posting. So, uh, speaking of that, you know, Colorado is famous for, um, for marijuana and, you know, we we listen to someone who enjoys marijuana very much. Uh, goes by the name of Joe Rogan. So <laughs> Mr. let's Joe. let's uh, Mr. Rogan. yeah let's um, I don't know what's the word like switch gears or whatever and you know I, let's just discuss like why why we enjoy listening to Joe and and you know what he's done for us because I'm sure we could definitely say that that just for this podcast alone he's definitely been someone who who inspired us to uh to you know just have normal conversations and and just talk with our friends and and you know other people find it interesting and having these long-form conversations so so let's discuss that let's do it we went from salaries to weed i mean colorado then weed to joe rogan i love love that transition like i think my favorite thing about joe rogan is when they talk about monkeys Yeah, DMT. No, DMT, drugs and monkeys. That's Joe Rogan in a, in a nutshell. But no, it's it's not like that anymore. Or I don't even know if it was much. I listened to a few episodes here and there. He's just fun to listen to. It's like you get into it, you can do whatever you want. Listen to a podcast, and he's he's always 
interesting. He always has someone interesting on, and it's it's not just like it doesn't dive straight deep into the topic. You always shoot the shit. They always like you can tell him and the person he's interviewing has some sort of they have some sort of a prior relationship as well, or they're like become buddies quickly. And like I really enjoy the ones where he's with his buddies, like uh, Bert Kreischer, uh, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir, where they all just shoot the shit and have fun. I'll tell you this, guys. I've listened to probably a podcast a day, uh, mostly Joe Rogan, to be honest. I've probably listened to over 300 podcasts of Joe. And what I value the most about Joe is that it's difficult to identify his political views because he's very much a centrist, right? He, he values the opinions of other people. He'll get, for example, an Alex Jones or a Ben Shapiro, or he'll get like a... I was just listening to one yesterday about a former uh, strongman who came out as gay and he gets out these crazy diverse guests i mean uh you know me park uh, north korean defector i mean the stories that you hear on this podcast are truly unbelievable he gets the top quality guests on the show um he's very he's a very good listener and a very good conversationalist he always knows what questions to ask and i really value the long-form discussion which i find is very rare nowadays because i find that the media on youtube right now is is very like it it cuts out every every two seconds, right? Um, I, I find like the media today, for example, on YouTube, you're watching these vloggers. Every two seconds, it's a new clip, and it's built almost for people who have ADHD. And I like that this form of raw, organic discussion is still out there. And I, I love that Joe's been a pioneer in the game ever since what, like maybe 2006, just fooling around in his basement with his buddies, and he never expected it to be a big thing. And I think I value that a lot. And also, like, I love, even if it's, like, serious topics, it's, like, it feels so casual. It's, like, nothing feels scripted or forced or it's just, like, yeah, he's, he's just doing what we're doing right now and just, like, having a discussion. Like, he's just a normal Joe, you know? He's just an average Joe, but he's not average Joe at all. But, um, yeah, honestly, it's, it's a pretty special thing. Like, I've tried listening to other podcasts. It's, like, just some are okay, but nothing is quite like Joe, you know? There, there's a reason he's the number one podcast in the world. And as much as he says he's like a, he's just like a meatball head, like he doesn't know fuck all. He, I actually find him to be a very well-rounded person. I mean, you could talk to him about MMA and he'll be an expert at that. You can talk to him about fitness and he'll be elk. an expert. Elk meat, DMT, <laughs> anything you yeah, can think yeah. of. I find he's very well-rounded in many different things, which I find is a very rare quality in a lot of podcast guests. I mean, a lot of these podcasters will just be entertainers, for example, like Logan Paul will know about um social media and things like that but joe will know about hunting he'll know about mma he'll know about uh, combat sports he'll know about um cars for example he knows a lot about watches and cigars and things like that so it's very rare to find somebody who can be so versatile and bring on these versatile guests well it's also that he talks to people you know who give pass on this knowledge to him so maybe like at first maybe he didn't know everything but then you start meeting people you learn about new subjects like he has people ranging from like scientists, like doctors, like journalists, like, you know, just comedians, like on his podcast. So he's just learning so much in many different fields. And that's why, like, you know, he's such a well-rounded guy. And there's something about his podcast that I, I kind of want to attain the same thing in this podcast, actually, is that when he's talking and, you know, he's having his conversations, it's like you almost you could like... I don't know what's the word, but it's like you you almost feel like a fly on the wall, you know? It's like you're you're almost sitting there in the room with them. It's like and just you're part of this conversation and it's cool. You could be driving, you could be going for a walk, you could be doing groceries, you could be doing whatever and, and you're just like in on this conversation and I, I hope that listeners also could could, you know, 
kind of feel that same uh, that same feeling in, in this podcast too. It's it's something that's that's very very cool to yeah just be in a whole like three hour conversation like three hour conversations could be a bit much you know for us but but for Joe it's like he's a very curious guy he's always asking questions always you know he's just fascinating to to listen to. And one quality in Joe that's very rare nowadays, I find, is the ability to push back on people. So, for example, a podcast host might not want to push back on the ideas that the wrong the, bro wrong that the inter- <laughs> yeah that the interviewee is bringing on, right? So, I mean, if anybody listened to the Sanjay Gupta podcast, where I mean, it it, it was quite a heated conversation at times, but. At other times, it was also very casual. And, you know, Joe's not afraid to speak his truth. And, you know, he did call out Sanjay for saying that they kind of framed him in a way that was um, defamatory for him. I mean, they, they painted him in a negative light, saying that he was taking a uh, horse tranquilizer and a bunch of other shit. And, uh, you know, he wasn't afraid to call him straight up to his face and say, like, you guys misrepresented me. You guys straight up lied. And, you know, I don't think many of the podcast hosts could be that straight up and, and say that. Yeah, it's true. Um, what do you think about people that that take his um, that take his opinions a bit too seriously? You know, people. Um, no, in the sense that, like, let's say people that think like, oh, he's an ant- he's not anti-vaxxer. I don't think he is. I don't know enough, but it's like he might have an opinion, and and people get outraged by it as if he's like. Do you think people should you know kind of relax? Like people that have opinions that are let's say against his. I don't know. I. I don't think I'm framing this correctly, but like I'm saying it right, but it's like people, they, they over-exaggerate. They go crazy when, he, when they, he says something that they don't like. And then they forget that at the end of the day, it could, they don't look at the whole picture, that it could have just been like two comedians. This is a, it's, it's a kind of a comedy podcast. It's like, it's entertainment. And, and they're taking it so seriously as if like a doctor was speaking or, or as if a politician was speaking. It's like, it, I understand his, his words have power, but it's like, look at look at context you know it's like he's just a guy having a conversation if you're in front of a mic for hours and hours and hours you could say some you know things might slip you might not say things correctly what do you guys think about that he always says like don't listen to him he's a dummy like he's like oh like i remember someone said oh you should run for governor he's like me no i'm an idiot i'm just a guy with a, who has a podcast he's so humble like that he's like he's like he's like he even says like don't take everything i say so seriously i'm here he's he's not only a podcaster he's informative but he's also it's also entertainment at some point you can't you you can listen you can take what he, ta- he says with a grain of salt you can listen to most things fully he he's he has expertise on some things not everything take everything he says with a grain of salt and for the like he he even says like don't take everything i say seriously i'm a dummy like he'll, he'll say that in one of in this podcast well, it's because like he doesn't want to be liable for things that he says also you know if he says to on his podcast like everyone go jump off a cliff and then you know because millions of people are listening to him and then people will go do that like i'm not sure what the laws are like there but you know i guess he doesn't want to be liable so it's you know better off he just says like you know, don't listen to, or like, I'm a dummy, or don't listen to me, or it's better he says things like that, you know, just in case, too. No, because I, I love that also he, he is such a reasonable guy. That is why so many people do love, like, including myself, I love a lot of his opinions. Because um, he is such a reasonable guy, and he, he really uses logic, and he, he doesn't just try to follow whatever is, uh, let's say, the mainstream of, of, of thinking. He, he kind of... Go- doesn't necessarily goes against it but he, he makes his own opinions he does his own research 
And uh, but me really for the end of the day, it at the end of the day, it really is um, for me personally. It's really entertainment, and and that's why I love him. Like for entertainment purposes, and um, like Matan said, you could take whatever he says as on certain subjects as seriously as you want, or with a grain of salt, it's totally up to you. And I find Joe Rogan is often taken out of contest. I mean, I mean, like you'll see, uh, for example, a video on YouTube and it'll be like a 30 second clip of a three hour podcast. And I find it doesn't do it justice because you didn't hear the before, you didn't hear the after. You're only hearing 30 seconds out of a huge, long conversation. And I mean, that's just the reality of the media now today is it can take any sentence you say or, or sentences together, string them together and, and paint you like a bad guy. And I feel like Joe does get a bad rep a lot of the times. And I mean, it's, it's going back even to... Uh, the controversy surrounding Dave Chappelle nowadays with his new Netflix special. I mean, I don't know if you guys are aware, but he said some trans, he, I don't know if it was transphobic per se, but it, he said some jokes uh, regarding the LGBTQ community. Uh, got a lot of backlash and he got a lot of hate for it. And, you know, to my, in my opinion, I think like, if you if you can't joke about anything, about everything rather, don't joke about anything at all, right? it's hard to define a line about what you're allowed to joke about and what you're not allowed to joke about. And I think that the intentions that Dave had were truly to make people laugh, right? I mean, that's what people are there for. That's what they bought the ticket to the event was for. And uh, I think if you want to joke about that stuff, that's totally fine. But you have to keep in mind, if he's going to be joking about that, you have to joke about everything and you have to go in expecting everything. That's the thing with Dave Chappelle. He's old school. He's been around since the 90s. He's been funny for a while he had his own tv show whatever like i think if you go into like a dave Chappelle special if you go watch it like you don't know he's gonna say something that will upset you don't watch it that's it like it should be simple of that as simple as that you know what kind of comedy dave Chappelle comes out with he's not transphobic he's not homophobic he's i'm sure if he had a trans a, 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 a trans fan he would like them as as much as he did uh, any of his other fans the thing is that's the kind of humor he is like just because you don't find it funny doesn't mean other people don't find it funny i don't think him making a joke about a trans person will make people go fight and beat up a trans person it just laughs it's just like he's from the he's been around from the 90s this is the humor it was back then this is the humor that he'll he's built his career off of if you don't like it don't listen to it stop making everything your problem yeah, it's like what uh, comedian Andrew Andrew Schultz says, you know, you got to punch down equally. So if you make some jokes, you just got to punch down at everyone, not just one specific group. Yeah, wow. This this might be going uh, a bit off topic, but yeah, I, I had a conversation with someone once about hate speech and, and this person was from was from Germany. Like, I'm, I'm not going to say anything too outrageous, don't worry. But <laughs> uh, basically, the person was saying how... I, we were just talking about no actually we were talking about like freedom of speech and i was saying how how it's very valuable in in canada and north america and it's something that we value a lot and um he was saying how how there has to be borders there has to be you know there's a limit to to free speech he's like hate speech should be totally like outlawed whatever and and you know at first glance i was thinking yeah this guy's right you know hate speech should be uh should be totally banned. It has no place in this world. And then I was thinking to myself, you know, how do you define hate speech? At what point is, you know, something just perceived hate speech, you know? Because of course you're like, and of course how, what kind of penalties do you give for that? It's like someone's going to make a, a Jewish joke and, and someone's not going to like it. What, what happens to them if hate speech is if is that considered hate speech do they do they get a fine do they like what happens to these people so it's depends like depends on the joke 
It depends what they're saying. But that's the thing. It's like, how do you limit free speech like that? It's like, I don't know. It's like, how far could you go with this thing? It's I, like, I think it depends. Like for me personally, it's just if someone says like, like you know, we're Jewish. If someone says a Jewish joke to me, like I won't mind it. Like you know, obviously don't do it too much because it'll get annoying. But like a Jew joke, I won't mind because I know the intentions are joking. But if I think like hate speech is just someone going out there and being like, you know, not even joking wise, just full on serious, just like. Holocaust didn't exist, or like you know, Holocaust didn't happen, or something like that. Does someone not have the right to say that? Like they don't obviously like say it. I'm just going to distance myself from you and have nothing to do with you. But uh, should you go to prison? Should you pay a fine? No, not really. It's like no. I think yeah, you're going back to what you said. It's a very slippery slope, and that you know, it might start off with, and this is a new term that we're now. It's more relevant now. It's uh, microaggressions, right? So some small thing that you might that I might say, for example, directed at you might be a, a form of microaggression, right? And this is an example where you see it, it's growing in the media. For example, you'll see the the definition of the word women. It's now been proposed by the feminist community to be women because you know the word the actual word women has men in it so the whole idea was to change the word women to m at uh, a yn instead of men at the end mm. and that was kind of to it, it's a very slippery slope and you know it, i think if we do go down that route it is going to be uh we aren't going to have as much power as we used to i think eventually progressiveness just turns into regressiveness like uh, if it ain't broke don't fix it what what do you mean by that the regressiveness like what does that mean you like when you become so progressive that it's just regressive at this point like antifa like they're against fascists whatever they become the fascists they become the ones who like shut down speeches like oh you don't like the way ben shapiro says my wife's pussy's dry like and they go to berkeley and fucking shut him down like dog he's a five foot eight jewish dude what's he gonna fucking do he's not gonna incite violence in anyone you think anyone takes i'm ben shapiro seriously fuck no he's just some fucking he's a fucking podcast host who's a fucking nerd (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for that, Matan. <laughs> Did you know his wife's a doctor, by the way? <laughs> My wife's a doctor. Her pussy can't wait. Shut the fuck up, this guy. You, you can't take this guy too seriously. You can't. Okay, that's something about life. That's something about life. You can't take everything so fucking seriously. Don't take life too seriously. Don't that's Matan's message. Bro, like, life is fun. Enjoy it. Take something seriously. Take your finances seriously because that shit will get you long, far. Don't fucking take every joke so seriously. Dave Chappelle said something about trans people. Dave Chappelle said something about Jewish people. If you get mad, I would get mad if, like, there's violence because of it. But no, it's fucking Dave Chappelle. He's some guy from New... Like, he's not even from New York. I don't even know where he's fucking Ohio his, or something. His intentions shit. are joking, too. His intentions you know? are joking. That's, that's how he grew up. It's not regressive. I don't think Dave Chappelle would hate any trans people. I don't think... Like, at, at some point, when you just want to shut down everything that you don't agree with, that's just regressiveness. That's literally being a fucking yeah. Nazi at that point. That's literally being a fucking... Uh, like... That, that's being a fascist. That's a definition of fascism. You're shutting down someone because you don't like what they say. It's not... That's literally, like... That's literally, like, getting rid of freedom of speech. This yeah. is the society that we're going to nowadays. I'm not for saying, kill the Jews, kill the blacks, kill all that. I'm not for saying that. This is... Wait, 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 wait. I'm not for saying that. Because that... the mic away. No, 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 no. <laughs> mic going away like, three, if you say two. If you say something like, kill all... If you say something like, kill all X, Y, Z, that's hate speech. But if you say something like, oh... Pull the mic, pull the mic. <laughs> if you say, if, if you say like, kill all X, Y, Z, yes, that's hate speech. But if you say like, oh, X, Y, Z is cheap. X, Y, Z has big dicks. X, Y, Z has like... You know, this kind of shit... 
That's funny. That's funny. That's not racist. I mean, we're laughing right now, so. <laughs> yeah. See? There you go. You don't gotta be able life. to laugh at don't yourself. Take, I laugh you at myself. Laugh at yourself. That's, don't the, take, that's don't how it goes. Just, just kids, don't take life too seriously. Something that you said that I find really funny is that you're like, listen, like, there's some forms of racism that are actually like acceptable and you know like people will like to hear it so for example you'll say like oh black guys got big dicks if you're a black guy like, everybody wants to hear like that a right po- it's kind of like a quote it's unquote a, positive stereotype it's, a, it's like a positive stereotype so that's what i find really interesting too is like sometimes you'll want people to to think that you have that quality right like uh i don't know there's the, there's the stereotype jews have a lot of money some jews yes some jews no like it's not, it's just a stereotype if you believe everything if you believe everything you hear you're a fucking idiot <laughs> like at the end of the day, like if you believe everything you hear on the internet you, like everything on the internet is real <laughs> like this is the society that people like are growing up with like oh everything you see every little tidbit every something that dave Chappelle says is real what else about jewish people i don't know like fuck. everything dave Chappelle says everything ben shapiro says is real like this is stupid this is this is this is dumb guys progressiveness will eventually turn into regressiveness don't take life too seriously laugh yep. at yourself have fun with life i just uh curious too I like i can't wait to cut out this these parts so that I, we don't <laughs> yeah. lose our jobs <laughs> just staying uh, just on the podcast like yeah. it's not gonna come go to the final forum but i have a question um it's a bit changing the subject a little bit going back to like joe rogan and dmt i'm just you know i want to ask all of you this to see what your answers are like if ever you had like the option would you try dmt like one of these ayahuasca experiences I've been told by my friends that I would not do well on psychedelics, so it's going to be an easy pass for me. I think, listen, I think this is, uh, it's a slippery slope because, you know, I, I think maybe for me, I would try off with a microdose just to see how it is. But I mean, I don't have that much experience with drugs, so maybe I'd try something a little bit less intense for my first uh, psychedelic experience. But uh, who knows down the road when you're like 35 and in Mexico and someone's offering you ayahuasca and in the moment you're like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah, I think I've been curious about it in the past. I've, I've kind of lost that curiosity a little bit. Um, but I think eventually one day I could be open to it. I, I think, um, yeah, if it's, if it's really an eye-opening experience, like people say it is, and it's not harmful and all that, then, then perhaps, yeah, maybe I would go for it. I don't know. Sahil, what do you think? I have the same opinion. Um, I'm not a druggie, so I'm not just going to do it on my own at home. But if it's going to be like an experience with friends or on a vacation and just see what it's all about i'm down for it really other than that i'm not just going to do it at home i think the main reason why i do it is for the for the reported effects of the ego death i mean i feel like a lot of people nowadays and including me is like the ego you know and i feel like once you lose that ego and you actually realize that we're all on this earth together and we're all breathing the same air and we're all kind of eating the same food and we're all surrounded by nature you know it kind of puts things into perspective and it almost i feel like it would change your perspective on life (laughs) sorry brad's trying to fight for the mic here hey man kumbaya (laughs) yeah i would definitely uh try wasca for sure like 100 percent want to go to like peru or uh, i don't know one of these uh, south american countries maybe ecuador like go to the amazon get like the full experience like you know in the uh you said this been the amazon like you know surrounded by some good people and going on these ego death journeys for sure Matan's getting back the mic now i think yeah you to say something. just before that i just want to say that uh, you know i'm someone who who likes to i try i try to be well-rounded in some in any ways that i can i i try to expose myself to different things different you know kind of people d- different ways of life whatever and 
I, a big part of that is, you know, different experiences as well. So, so I think that's an experience I've never had before. I, I like to, you know, try as many things as, as possible, like at least once. I, drugs is not at the top of my list whatsoever, but, you know, maybe something like ayahuasca, which people say is very enlightening. Maybe, yeah, maybe it could be an interesting experience just out of curiosity. You go to the Amazon, you do some drugs, you listen to the, mon- you listen to the monkeys, you listen, you listen to the birds. It's all fucking games. That's, that's, what about, that's what ayahuasca is. I'm just curious, but I'm like, why don't yeah. you think that you would do good on ayahuasca? I, I just don't like, I don't even like, I, I, I just wouldn't like it. Like, I'm, I'm not into the idea of psychedelics and losing that control of everything like that. It's just not for me. And what do you think would happen? I probably would trip and not have a good time and that'd be a waste of like two days in Peru. Like... No, thank you. I, I'd, I'd rather just pass on drugs. I don't really like substances to begin with, like not even alcohol that much, just because it, it kind of screws up your your mobility or whatever, your vision, your judgment. And like, I, I just don't need that. From what I understand for psychedelic experiences, I think you have to be in a good mental headspace. I feel like if you're in a bad place or you're, maybe you're depressed or maybe you have some emotional baggage that you haven't dealt with. And I, I feel like when you do that experience, um, all that emotion just comes out and, you know, it, it might not be comfortable to deal with at the time. So I think for most people, from what I gather, listening to the Joe Rogan experience all the time, this is the common suggestion that I'm hearing is like, you have to be in a good place in your head to be able to do this, right? That's true. Um, yeah, is there anything you want to finish off with? Yeah, I think we should all Any go, um, just go on like a retreat, you know, oh. try all ask at the same time when once, like, uh, yeah, and, and I, I just want to say, because we are with, with one of the top Joe fans and someone who, who really does know a lot of Joe Rogan uh, episodes and maybe some people that, that listen to this maybe aren't so familiar with Joe. So maybe if you could give, yeah, I'll give you some time if you want. Maybe if you could give like even a top five or just like off the top of your head, like just a few episodes. Yeah, just something. If someone has never listened to Joe before and they would like to uh, maybe get into it and you know maybe give them like a well-rounded uh, kind of few episodes that they could introduce themselves to to Joe and, and see what they're missing out on or enjoy it for themselves. Yeah, so listen guys, I have a full list in my notes. If you really want the full list, you can message me, but I'll, I'll run through it quickly because there's a lot. I mean, um, it, it, and truly it depends what you're interested in. A lot of these topics are totally different, right? So um, I'd recommend Johan Harry. So he talks about, for example, uh, suicide, depression, drug use. Uh, Matthew Walker, which was probably one of my favorites. Um, I actually loved it so much I decided to buy the book. Uh, this is regarding how to optimize your sleep and um, talking about the sleep epidemic that's going on in the world. Um, Gad Sad, personal favorite because he's a local Montrealer, teacher at JMSB, uh, evolutionary psychologist and uh, teacher of marketing at JMSB. So um, we're actually planning to go visit him soon. Um, Jordan Peterson, I'm sure you guys already know about him. Um, the David Blaine one was fantastic because he did a live uh, magic trick. and He's just, a magician, right? World famous magician. World famous, exactly. Um, I mean, he does have his fair share of comedians. I mean, if you're looking for like a light one, just easy to listen to. I mean, um, anything by like Tom Segura, Burke Kreischer, uh, Joey Diaz, uh, those type of guys will have a, a great time. Um, yeah, like a Sober October one. If you look those up, they're, they're pretty sober, funny. Yeah. Any Sober October will be amazing. Um, I also love the, the the ones where the guest is from Montreal. I don't know if that's just my 
personal favorite, but uh, David, Mc- David McMillan and Fred Moray, so they own a restaurant called Joe Beef in Montreal. Uh, one of my favorite restaurants, if not my most favorite. Uh, then there's also Firas Sahabi. He's also from Montreal. He's um, George St. Pierre. Is uh, it, it, He's the trainer for George St. Pierre, uh, famous, uh, I believe it's heavyweight UFC champion. Um, and some other ones, for example, that I'll, I'll li- leave it off with this one. Uh, you know me, Park. I think we all listened to that one, and that was unbelievable. The story she had, um, North Korean defector, how she reintegrated into society um, in Singapore and uh, in the States, in South Korea, sorry, not Singapore. And um, just a really good episode overall. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's a good one. That's a good one to end off on because that's, um, that's a really eye-opening one that um, I think anyone could like no matter because maybe some of the other ones are more directed towards maybe if you're into into aliens if you're in you know he's into different subjects you know joe rogan whether it's extraterrestrials whether it's alex uh, jones wrestling whether it's you know yeah politics this is not political the it's just like the what how do you pronounce your name yomi park you know yeah now me i don't know actually yeah (laughs) so either way yomi park um yeah, either way, that's a really great one, and um, yeah, I think you would all enjoy it. That's a, it's really a good, yeah, great episode. Um, anything else anyone wants to add? Sahil, you good? Anything? I'm not going to lie, I've never listened to a Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys made it sound good, so I'm just going to check it out. Number one podcast like in the world that. for a reason, so I think everyone should give it a listen. I mean... I think you should After go you listen to this podcast, of course. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I never listened to it is because he's portrayed as a bad guy on social media or on the media. Exactly. Whoa. He has. He has Joe this, Rogan, a bad guy. That's the thing about him. I I know we're we're Whoa. pushing this a bit. Um, we're almost we're over forty minutes, but um, yeah, he because of his appearance, he's uh, portrayed in a very wrong way. He's actually like a super open-minded person, like quite liberal in many senses um of the word and you know yeah liberal in many ways but um yeah give him give him a try you know i i don't think you'll be disappointed we have number one joe rogan fan over here like we can't say anything bad about him just a quick correction it's a number one podcast in the world after this one damn I think this one's gonna, this uh, deal is gonna be 101 million dollars for Spotify, and Joe got only 100 million. Yep. I'm about to retire my family. But listen, guys, one last thing about Joe Rogan is like, find out what your interests are and try and find a guest that is gonna speak about that. Because if you're interested in, in a certain thing and you're listening to something that you don't care about, you're not gonna enjoy the episode. So. There's a, there's, I think there's a website called like JRE Catalog and you can search by category. So for example, if you're interested in music, for example, you'll listen to the one um, featuring music artists. So you'll get like Kanye West or Jewel or, or people like that, right? If you're interested about science, there's a bunch of podcasts. I, I'd recommend Andrew Huberman or Matthew Walker, uh, uh, people like that. So be, be mindful of what you're interested in and try and find a guest that is tailored to your interests. And if you're someone who's curious and loves to learn, like me, like honestly that's why i started this podcast too because i'm a very curious person i would like to speak with all kind of different people and learn from them and learn from those conversations so if you're someone that loves to learn listen to joe because i feel like i've learned a lot of interesting things from his podcast that i would never learn otherwise um yeah i would say for some people it could even change their lives like for the better so uh yeah i think he encourages even like from 
just from listening to him, I, I felt like I wanted to better myself and improve myself. And, and I think uh, Joe has that. Joe has that. Uh, Joe has that effect on people. He's changed the world. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, on thank you, everyone, for uh, for listening to this podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, yeah, and see you next time. Bye bye. <laughs>